the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, finest fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. I am your host, William Spencer, and we're going to do something a little bit different this episode. I am kind of up against it, (laughs) I'm being honest, but... I gotta get you guys ready for Thursday night football. Kansas City Chiefs. LA Chargers. This has shootout written all over it. Now, what we're going to do different is that we're not going to do the news segment. We're going to get straight into the Thursday night football breakdown. Um, I want to get that. I want to get you guys set up. So who you need to play. What's going on? What injuries you got to worry about? We got to get you guys set up for Thursday Night Football so you can set your lineups, get those ready, and get those out the way. The next episode will be dropping this week, and I promise it will be out this week um, for Friday. I'm going to have an episode drop Friday with the injury reports, heading into the weekend, starts, all that good stuff. We got to do our uh, we have to do our pickums. We actually did week one pickums. Uh, behind the scenes so i'm going to post those and we're going to go over those on our next episode we got i still got to do my uh, week one overreactions i didn't get a chance to do that so best believe the next episode is going to be banging we got a lot to cover a lot to cover so i just want to get thursday night football i want to get you guys set for thursday night football and then the Friday episode going to be a banger. And it might be a doubleheader because we actually did an episode. I had a spe- uh, I was going to do a special episode. Um, my former commissioner asked me to come over and do his draft. Uh, so the Fantasy Finest podcast did a live draft episode. Uh, so I want to get that out there too. So Friday might be a doubleheader. I'm trying to put out some content for you guys, man. Get y'all, get y'all buzzing again. So we got a lot coming down the pike. Just, you know, stuff in the way. So we're going to get this thing started. Uh, You know what you guys got to do when we jump into these episodes. Follow the podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple. Leave us some ratings on there. You can follow us on Twitter, too, um, at Hype underscore Finest for me. Um, You can follow Ace at Black underscore Moscato on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on at Fantasy's Finest on tw- uh, Twitter. Our TikTok blew. Yo, our TikTok did very well over the last uh, maybe two weeks. We jumped from 1,300 followers to 5,100 plus. Crazy. Crazy. I thought my I thought my TikTok was broken. Because <laughs> the, the followers kept coming in. And I'm like, yo, this is not. This is not normal. You know, I'm we posting stuff. We get a couple bangers here, a couple go semi-viral, viral, and then all of a sudden, boom. And you know what video did it? It was the J.K. Dobbins uh limping video when he was in practice and he was hitting the uh hitting the pads and he walked away from the session and he looked like he was limping. And I'm I'm not just I didn't just post that to post it to say that, you know anything negative or anything like that it looked to me when i saw the video it looked like he was limping so 
I, it was alarming because, you know, he had a very bad injury last year. Uh, he said so himself. I got to find that uh, video of him going over. He was being interviewed and he said, you know, it was a pretty bad injury. He tore up his uh, ACL, his MCL. I don't want to misquote anything that he said, but basically in a nutshell, his injury was pretty, pretty bad. So, you know, he was expected to, he was trying to push to play week one. Uh, we know that he didn't. He was, he ended up being inactive. But the thing that really kicked that off was that, um, I believe another fantasy writer or uh, fantasy content creator, a bigger one, uh, he commented, he posted the video and then he commented on it like, you know, it don't look good for uh, Josh, uh, J.K. Dobbins to play week one or something like that because he looked like he was limping. So Dobbins responded to him by saying, yo, man, look, I'm not, what do you think I'm going to be walking around like a robot? I'm good. And it sparked the whole thing. So when I posted the video on our TikTok account, it went viral. I guess it was still buzzing. So we ended up getting 3.2 million views on our TikTok and like hundreds of comments. And like I said, I was just trying to share because I wanted to give my perspective on what it looked like. And to me, it looked like he was injured. But you had people coming in and I, I don't mind people weighing in. But it's like, what are you coming at me for? I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I don't think he's uh, anything negative. If anything, I felt like he shouldn't play week one because he was pushing himself to come back and play. And I respect players that do that, that try and play through injuries. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I was all about that with Ezekiel Elliott last year when he was playing on a partially torn PCL. So I'm with, you know. Iron Man football players coming in and toughing out through tough injuries and stuff like that. But with an injury like that, that he even described as being very bad. No, I don't want J.K. Dobbins to play week one. And I didn't face him in any fantasy um, fantasy teams that week. So I'm not going to it's not going to be like, oh, I don't want to play go up against J.K. Dobbins. No, when players try and come back and they don't look ready, they can get injured again. So my whole perspective was, look, man. And he, you know, he don't know me from from paint. I'm just saying, like, he I don't want you to come back when you're not 100 percent. And even Lamar Jackson said, hey, he might be ready in a few weeks. That's fine. I understand that you want to uh come back and, and play for your team. That's all good. But you got to come back at 100 percent. And now I remember how it really kicked off. Ian Rappaport, he broke the news that J.K. Dobbins week one status was uh up in the air and Dobbins responded to him like a few months during a, during a uh, preseason telling him, if you want to get this, you want to get the real source, come to me type stuff. And then the other thing happened later on uh, about maybe uh, a week before the season started and the other fantasy content creator posted his uh, comments on his video. And then Dobbins, Dobbins responded to him too. But it's just like, bro, nobody's I don't I didn't feel like Ian Rappaport was coming at him. He was just relaying news. And then it ended up being true. The Ravens put him on inactive on game day. I don't see what the issue is. Maybe he felt like they should have came to him and talked to him. I get that. But I don't think that Ian Rappaport or the other fantasy content creator 
was like being disrespectful about him not being able to play because realistically that injury was bad. I've said it repeatedly. Even he said it. It was a very bad injury. He messed up his knee. Don't rush it. Come back 100 percent and then ball out because he has the capacity to do that in a system that's very run heavy and running back friendly. Side note, you guys should be picking up Gus Edwards and stashing him on your IR list or IR spot if you have one in your fantasy team. I don't know if anybody told you, but J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are going to be tandem backfield. It's going to be a tandem backfield. And if you look at their numbers from last season, both of them ball, or I think over five yards a carry on the ground. J.K. Dobbins slightly better as a pass catcher, but both of them can get the job done. When both of them are healthy, they're going to be running the rock. So if you don't have Dobbins and Jake and Gus Edwards is on waivers, you should be picking him and stashing him. He's going to be back in, a, in what is week two coming into week two now, two more weeks. And he's already said that he's feeling much better. He's ready to go. Get a piece of that backfield before it's too late. But we've drawn on long enough, and we've already done the particulars, so let's get into this Thursday night matchup because boy is looking like a shootout, and I love me some shootouts because shootouts turn into fantasy points. So let's get into it. Thursday night football, Chiefs versus Chargers. And now for our feature presentation. Okay, so let's get the obvious stuff out of the way you know as a fantasy manager you're going to start your Patrick Mahomes's you're going to start your Justin Herbert's this game is is high powered it's giving me high powered fantasy value like it's going to be a lot of points you saw what Patrick Mahomes did last week or in week one against the Arizona Cardinals five touchdowns 360 yards a 76.977% completion percentage. He had 34.9 fantasy points. He went off. And this is without this is a week this this is and I'm trying to get it out. <laughs> I'm trying to get it out. He didn't have Tyreek Hill. He threw five touchdowns without Tyreek Hill being on the field. And you know, you you kind of figure realistically there might be some drop off. We know how tough Patrick Mahomes is as a as a quarterback. He's elite, like all capital. Elite. He's that guy. But you figure, you know, no Tyreek Hill might drop off just a little bit as he gets used to, you know, having his new wide receivers, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Juju Smith Shoe. And Juju's about to make me eat my words because I was not crazy about him coming into the season, even though he was with Patrick Mahomes. And it wasn't just to say that he wasn't going to be, he didn't have the potential to be good. I was just like, uh, I think MVS is going to be that guy because, you know, they're paying him more money. Um, you know, he's a deep threat. He kind of reminds you of a bigger version of Tyreek Hill. So I figured the ball's going to go there. And, and MVS had a very solid game. He caught four, what, four, 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 Pat? Mm, I'm trying, killing me. He caught four passes, all four of his passes for like, uh, what, 50, 44 yards or something like that? That's decent. Could have threw him the ball a little bit more, but Patrick Mahomes was spreading the ball out. 
he was he was dealing. So everybody was getting in on it. But Patrick Mahomes, you're starting. Justin Herbert, uh, Mahomes obviously finished as the QB1 for week one. Um, Herbert finished as the QB5. You're definitely starting him. 279 yards and three touchdowns versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he had a 67, 60, you basically say 77 point um, completion percentage, 76.5. He had 23.6 fantasy points. Um, Herbert, now, Herbert is going to be, he's going to, I think Herbert is going to be in a position where he might have to play catch up because, you know, one of, one of your other guys that you're pretty much your locks for putting him in your lineup was Keenan Allen. But Keenan Allen's dealing with a hamstring injury. He left uh, week one's game versus the Raiders. He did not return. Um, and he was unable to practice it at any point this week. So he's already been ruled out for Thursday night football. So you won't have Keenan Allen. Make sure you put him on the bench if you haven't changed your lineups yet. So that kind of leaves the door open for Mike Williams. But we've kind of seen games before, like last year, when Keenan Allen wasn't on the field and Mike Mike Williams got overlooked. Now, I'm going to give Mike Williams another chance. I'm speaking for me. I'm going to put him in my lineup and I'm going to give him another chance because you figure there's going to be other players that are going to have to step up without Keenan Allen being there. And I'm going to get into those a little bit later. But Mike Williams is first on the docket. There should be no reason, no conceivable reason why Mike Williams doesn't get those big time targets now that. Keenan Allen is not going to be playing in that game. So hopefully we get to see that. Mike Williams did not have a spectacular game against the Raiders. Uh, matter of fact, um, if I remember correctly, all of the all of the Chargers wide receivers all had the same target share. I believe it was 11.8% target share. They only had four targets apiece. And that's even with Keenan Allen not being in the game. Four targets apiece. Mike Williams had four, caught two for 50. Excuse me, two for 10. I'm looking at his completion percentage. <laughs> he caught two passes for 10 yards, and that was it. So he basically laid the egg. Laid the egg. Um, I wanted to do, I'm probably going to do another video for my uh, Don't Panic This Season. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it's along the lines of don't panic. And I got a couple guys that I'm looking at. And I'm like, don't freak out. You know, they had bad week ones, but don't freak out. Don't try and get rid of them just yet. You know, don't panic. So I'm going to try and drop that later on this week before week two starts. Um, you know, the Sunday games really kick in. But yeah, Mike Williams, not a great start. Um, Keenan Allen had four. He has 66 yards. He caught all four of his passes, 66 yards. Um, DeAndre Carter and, and Josh Palmer. These are two names, and we're talking about the Chargers. These are two names that have been very interesting waiver wire ads this week. And it's kind of split because both Joshua, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter are going to see added work with Keenan Allen being out. So it's like, who do you pick to be that that 
that surprise pick, I'm kind of leaning towards um, Josh Palmer myself. If I had to go get him, if I had to go get either one, Palmer actually played more snaps or had a higher snap percentage than DeAndre Carter. Now, DeAndre Carter caught the touchdown. So it's like maybe that can go either way. But if Palmer is going to be on the field more or, you know, all things considered, if they do run two wide receiver sets and Palmer's going to get those extra reps, to me that says more opportunity. I would probably roll with Palmer personally. Palmer had a 74.6% snap share as opposed to DeAndre Carter's 37.3. So Palmer's getting a little more work. Maybe that's a little more opportunity for him to be able to ball. Gerald Everett, Everett had a nice game or a solid game uh, against the Raiders in week one. He had a a 65.7% snap share. Uh, He's being involved in offense. And we know from last season with Jared Cook, uh, who was, he saw about 80, 80 plus targets in his uh, season last year with the Chargers. Um, Gerald Everett was on waivers. He was one of those he was actually uh, drafted a lot high. His uh, roster percentage was a lot higher than a couple other tight ends. But uh, ever he caught uh, four tar. He had four targets, three receptions, for fifty-four yards and a touchdown. He could see a significant bump too, because this game is going to. I feel like this game is not going to be a, a defensive game. And if you're playing against the the Chiefs, you have to keep up with them, unless your defense is balling. And, you know, the Chargers did a very good job against the Raiders. Um, But Devontae Adams still cooked up with uh, 140-plus yards receiving. Um, So there might still be a chink in that Chargers defense. So, I mean, and then you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. So, he like, the dude just literally tossed five touchdowns in week one. So you're going to have to go toe-to-toe with him. And Herbert's going to meet... He's going to need all hands on deck. You know, you're going to start your Austin Ecklers. There should be no debate or uh, him and Hall in there. But um, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter are probably the two guys that are going to be uh, flex options at best. And if you're into using flex options or you're probably going to put them in your wide receiver two spot if you need them. Um, so that's probably where you're going to put them and leave your flex spot open Uh don't put any Thursday night football players in your flex spot. You want to have that flexibility to put any other position in that spot. If you're going to start somebody on Thursday night football, just put them in a, their running back uh, spots, running back or wide receiver spots. So that way you can save that flex in case something else happens or somebody goes down during practice, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Just leave that open for your, your uh, mix and match. Now, Going over to the Chiefs. Now it's like, who are you going to play for the Chiefs? And you're going to play your Patrick Mahomes. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, man. He had a great game. A great game. And the sad part is, I was not. Now, it's just week one. (laughs) It's just week one. So anything can happen after this point. But. I got to I got to say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is starting off on the right foot. 22.4 fantasy points. He has 7 uh 7 carries for 42 yards. Uh 
two receiving touchdowns, three targets, three catches for 32 yards. He did his damage. And he I don't think he's had a two touchdown game in his career, I want to say, or two receiving touchdown game in his in his career. But to come out week 1 when a lot of fantasy owners or uh fantasy managers was down on him, including myself was down on him to ball like that. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a kick in the teeth. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. And then Isaiah Pacheco got garbage time, 62 yards, um, one rushing touchdown. He didn't get any passing work, but 12 carries in garbage time. Now, I know there's some people out there that's going to be thinking, man, I could put Pacheco in because the Chiefs are going to be blowing people out, and then he's going to come in in the middle of the third or the fourth quarter, and he's going to get all the carries. That's kind of risky. If there was some way where Pacheco could force a split where he can get in on some of those carries during the game as opposed to just being the garbage time pail holder, that would be something. So I I don't I'm gonna err on the side of caution. Not gonna put him in my lineups. Not just yet. I'm gonna keep him on my bench. And, you know, and especially in the event that anything happens to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, not wishing injury. So I don't want no people talking about something. Well, you hoping that he get hurt? Nah. But the injury fantasy boost is there. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been dinged up over the last two seasons. If he goes down, Pacheco is coming in. I dare say if Pacheco does get in, I don't think he's giving up that that starting spot. They'll, if anything, it'll be a committee, and you know they'll probably go from there. But Pacheco, I think, is the real deal. He just needs to get some time in um, on the field with the first team unit. He looks pretty solid in some of those preseason games. So it's just where can he get his opportunities at? And of course, you're going to start Travis Kelsey. You know, I don't think we're going to really go to debate over that. Patrick Mahomes' favorite target. Um, you're going to start Clyde Edwards Hilaire too, uh, if I hadn't said it already. But looking at the wide receiver position, that's where we're gonna where you're gonna make your bones with uh, the Chiefs wide receivers. Um, Juju stood out above the rest, eight targets compared to uh, everyone else. Miko Harmon came in second with six. Marquez Valdez Scantling came in with four. Uh, Juju has 79 yards. But no touchdowns. Miko Harmon had uh, 50, excuse me, 16 yards and one touchdown. Um, Juju led all receivers in fantasy points and targets and receiving yards. Um, I'm You can start Juju. Like I said, this is, I feel like this game is going to be a shootout. AFC West division rivals, you know, they got to put on the best. You're going to put on your, uh, your big boy pants for this game. So you're putting in Juju. Um, you're going to put in, I guess you can put in, you can start Miko Harmon if you want. Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, I think um, this is cause this could be a bigger game for him. You know, in shootouts, you're going to try and get chunk yards and big plays, and MVS kind of fits the bill to me for that. Uh, but you're definitely starting Juju. Um, if anything else, if you had to start any of, if you only had to pick one, of those three wide receivers, 
um, you're definitely going to start with Juju. He's getting the most work. Uh, he's getting the most targets. Um, and you're going to lean on that to be able to get more fantasy production. And hopefully uh, he finds the end zone in week two. Um, as far as snaps, as soon as I fix my screen, as far as snaps goes, uh, Juju was actually, Juju actually came in second in a snap percentage. Marquez Valdez-Scantling was on the field a bit more, 72, nearly 73% uh, snap share to Juju 65.7. And Miko Harmon had 55.7% uh, snap shares. Um, so, like I said, Juju, uh, you can, you're going to play Juju, you know, without hesitation. If you're feeling riskier, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is getting a lot more uh, snaps. So, you, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm starting to waffle. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have, you know, any bigger name options or any bigger name guys, like if you got Allen Robinson on your, on your um, bench and you're not sure what you want to do with that and you have Marquez Valdez-Gantlin too, I mean, I wouldn't feel bad starting Marquez over Allen, but me personally, I don't have that situation and I'm kind of feeling Allen Robinson this week. Um, I'll probably get that into my starts. But basically, the the Ram, and I'm not going to deviate too long. But the Rams got hit in the mouth in, on that uh, on in week one on that Thursday night football game by the Bills. They should be pissed off, and they get the Atlanta Falcons in week two. They should demolish the Falcons. They should. It, it. You get beat like that. You get disrespected in your own house when you get in your Super Bowl rings, and you get your keep your teeth kicked in. Yo, nah, that that can't that can't slide. The next person, because <laughs> you don't see the Bills again, so maybe the postseason. The next person gotta get this work. <laughs> you gotta get these hands. So I'm looking at Atlanta, and I'm looking like. Yeah, they can't come in and do the same crap that they did in, against the Bills. Not not a chance. Not a chance. So, all smoke. But if, you, if you're feeling riskier and you're hoping for them big plays for Marquez, he's got the snaps to see it, uh, so he's going to see the work on the field, you can try it um, if you don't have any better options. I would say you feel more comfortable trying it if you don't have any better options. Um, but um, as far as tight ends go, I think I covered it. You're going to start Travis Kelsey. That's not a, a, a thing. Um, all your lock players are going to be. This is going to be one of those star-studded division rival games. Um, as far as a winner, matter of fact, I should make my pick. As far as, I don't know, as far as a winner, I got to go to Chiefs, man. Mahomes is just feeling it. He's just looking too dangerous. I do think that the Chargers put up a good fight. But you're down Keenan Allen. Um, you're probably going to try and spread the ball around, see what happens. But I think Mahomes and his arsenal is just, they're just too, too much right now until somebody can figure them out because you can't, I feel like you can't do the same thing that you did last year against, uh, Mahomes and Tyreek when he had Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill. I think that's dead because they have different dimensions of way they can attack you now. Like you can use Juju to run deep 
if you want. You can use Marquez Valdez-Scantling to run deep. You can use Miko Hardman and Travis Kelsey underneath. And you can use Clyde. Like, they have so many different ways to attack you now. They don't have to just be big play, big play, big play. They can get you now. And Andy Reid is going to have them prepared and ready to go. Ah, they just look different. They, they just built different. I know that's a little cliche, but I'm going with the Chiefs. Shootout mode, but the Chiefs pull it out. Probably win by maybe two touchdowns. I don't. I I can't give you a final score, but I'll say it's a it's a 14 point lead for them. 14 point difference. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. I think I've covered everything for this Thursday night football game. Uh, get a little more in depth. I got an article working. I'm working on for the Thursday night football game as well. So when that comes out on the fantasyfinance.com, be sure to check it out as well as this episode. But thanks for listening, and we will catch you in our next episode. And look out for that doubleheader, and check us out how we see it. Let us know how we did on our on our live draft. Shout out to uh, Prime Times uh, Commissioner. Um, for letting us come through and doing the live draft live uh draft um so y'all get to listen to that and, and check out all the antics and there's a lot of trash talk in the background so if it's, a, it's it was noisy <laughs> i'm gonna just let y'all know now it was very noisy but it was it was a great experience to do a live draft uh with those guys so i'm gonna post that um get that episode ready and that's gonna be part of our double header later on in the week take it easy guys i will see you in our next episode Peace. Hope you win your week too. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.